Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. Uh, appreciate everyone joining us here. A little midday matinee Thursday action. It's uh, you know a little bit different scenes as we are usually here, everything like that. But uh, got a little nice show for you guys today because it's not just Owen and I. You, you, know, you don't have to just listen to us today. We got some guests in the house. We have ASU Soccer. We have Liske Carlier and Lucy Johnson going to be joining us, talking us World Cup throughout this show. So it's going to be very Women's World Cup centric. But before we get to that, I know I want to turn to Owen. You have a burning desire to give us a couple rising updates, shall we? Indeed, indeed. We had the press conference today with rising coach Juan Guerra. Got a little bit of the update on what's going on at the back with those injuries. Kev Lambert still currently out, not back in full training mm-hmm. as of yet. He picked up a knock against Sacramento, missed the game against Monterey Bay. Daniel Crutzen, he went off with a hamstring injury in that last match against Monterey Bay. It was a precaution at the time. They wanted to get some imaging done when they got back. They've now looked at that. He's going to miss this weekend. The good news, Rising has got a new centre-back coming in. Well, new in some ways, not mm-hmm. in others, of course. Mm-hmm. Stenberg, he signed back in December for mm-hmm. Phoenix Rising, had some issues with his work visa, wasn't able to come and link up with the team, ended up being loaned back to his old team up in Sweden. He's mm-hmm. been playing somewhat regularly for them, so mm-hmm. he's got a lot of minutes under his belt, and he's coming back in. He's expected to be ready to go on Saturday, as mm-hmm. early as Saturday, according to one game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate the update. And I was going to say, for those of you who are watching, right, I know we talked on Tuesday, kind of did um, the recap of Rising's match against Monterey Bay, the preview of this weekend's match. That's all the Rising talk we're going to do today. We want to get that mm-hmm. out of the way because it's a nice addition with the knockout stages set. I mean, right, like we said, this, we're doubling up on the World Cup. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun show today. Um, I was going to say, we definitely want to make sure we introduce our guests properly. So we have Lucy, like we mentioned, played with the England U-17s, played for Leicester in the championship, and is a wingback for ASU soccer. And then we have Lieske, the Netherlands U-17s captain, also captain for ASU, and played for their U-19s team, center back for ASU soccer. Ladies, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I was going to say, how have, uh, how has the summer been treating y'all? Uh, I can imagine some trainings and everything now. It's nice and cool temperatures, definitely not too hot or anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been going at it in preseason 
Uh, we've been yeah. working hard together, so it's been it's been a challenge with the heat, but we manage. Yeah. What we got. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I was gonna say, I'm sure made some time to, you know, check out the, the women's world cup, just a, you know, thing going on. No big deal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really fun to follow yeah. along. Yeah. Definitely. No, well, there's some heat, awesome. at least I suppose you can sleep during the middle of the day and stay up overnight. <laughs> then, right? Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> no. not. I wish. Yeah. I wish. Oh my word. Well, no, it's, it's, uh, it's good that the, the world cup, right. It's been uh, very fun to watch. Um, for some teams, maybe more than others, but uh, we'll get into that <laughs> uh, shortly. But no, let's take a look actually at the bracket, where things stand for the knockout stages, kind of looking at some of the matchups there, right? Um, Owen, any of the matchups stand out to you that you're very much looking forward to? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the structure than anything else. Of course, is my please. main takeaway here, and it's a slightly weirder World Cup kind of round of 16 structure here that we don't normally see with the Perfect 32. Sure. Normally, the team from your group, you're not going to face them until the final. Mm -hmm. You have a team to qualify out of your same group. That's not what's going on here. Those teams will actually meet in the semifinals if they both get there. So in a hypothetical scenario where the U.S. get past Sweden, they end up making it past the winner of Japan-Norway, mm -hmm. they could then potentially face the Netherlands again in the semifinals. And it looks like that's travel-related in some ways, uh, but still, it's, it's not ideal. You normally like to keep those teams apart and really open it up and mean that somewhat anyone can play anyone. No, certainly, uh, very much so. It's kind of an interesting kind of thing how everything has played out. I was going to say, ladies, I know that we're going to be talking about some specific teams, but um, any of the matchups that really excite you going into the knockout stages? Well, being from the Netherlands, mm -hmm. of course, I have to... <laughs> watch the Netherlands game and, and see how that's going. But yeah. it'll be an exciting game and excited to see what they can do. Absolutely. Absolutely, Lucy. England, Nigeria. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, look, listen, we're, we're going we're gonna to get right into it. I do want to shout out, right, we did, um, gosh, at the beginning of the World Cup, we did the pool where we um, had all of our uh, different PHNX Rising followers and diehards and everything like that. Paired them up with a team. This is currently where it's stacking out, right? Everyone in gray. Fortunately eliminated because their team is no longer in it. Those in red, they're still riding strong. Owen, uh, you had Italy. You, you, want, you wanted to swap with me when you drew your No, yours, no, no, you no, no. I, I don't recall They've that. I, I don't recall. No, you no. I wrote Nigeria. I was, I was Team Nigeria from day oh, one. No, I don't know went. what you're talking about. Mikey and I, as he put in the chat, we're going with Nigeria. We're 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 riding them. It's going to be a good time there. Couple right Star Wars in there. Uh, Punk Rocks thirteen with uh, uh, USA, but maybe that's another topic that we'll get into later. That's a contention. Just one. We have uh, a couple others. Jake, um, Ty Man Anderson with Australia. Discount Jake. Yes, Discount Jake. Mm -hmm. Sean DePaz with Jamaica going strong. Emma Clark with Japan. There's a lot of people in here, even from the PHX office, that still have a chance at winning this whole thing. Yeah, we absolutely love that. Well, right. Kind of good to see where everyone stands, right, on the pitch as well as in the PHX rising pool that we started. But we want to dive a little bit further into these countries um right especially ladies the ones that you guys are rooting for we're going to start with england yeah right so england uh definitely a fun tournament for them uh so they have the odds right now is plus 300 um in the terms of where they're at to win the whole dang that, that thing. would make them the favorite by yeah. the way yes no stage. good looks there <laughs> top score we have lauren james with three the round of 16 opponent as mentioned is nigeria group stage games couple close ones to start off the tournament and then uh, really blowing it out of the water against china pr lucy how are we feeling about england and this upcoming matchup um i'm feeling pretty good i mean we started the group pretty slowly i'd mm -hmm. say like with the haiti game was pretty um 
meh to say the least (laughs) but i think it really picked up as the games went on and like in that china game like going forward i mean the only goal we conceded was the penalty Mm -hmm. so going forward it's been really good and lauren james has been on fire Mm -hmm. yeah she's brilliant oh absolutely you know right it's been definitely a um right it's been a little it's been a hot minute since the euros and everything like that i know there's been some key injuries Mm -hmm. where have you seen this team like where have you seen the development from the euros till this world cup for them um, I would say it's a, definitely a younger squad mm-hmm. with the injuries that have happened. It's definitely a younger squad. So like players like Lauren James have stepped up. You know, there's girls on the bench now that are a bit younger, like Katie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely changed the dynamic of the youth. But maybe that will give us a bit more flair going forward. I don't know. Hopefully so. Mm. You mentioned Lauren James there quite a bit. She's mm. obviously she's only twenty one. Yeah, uh, already performing at the level that she is in the World Cup. Mm. What do you think that says about the the future for this England team? I think it's massive going forward. Like, I've I truly believe like she's going to be one of the best players in Europe, if not the world. Mm. And like she's just getting started, but there's also young girls breaking in. Male associate obviously just missed out on standby as well. So yeah, I think it's really positive going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to say, I know with the Nigeria matchup looming, how far, how good do you feel about English chances to, is this, this one coming home? It's coming home. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Yeah. That would be nice. But um, I think Nigeria is going to be a real tough game. Yeah. They're physical, like super physical, strong girls. So I think it'll be a close one. Yeah. Definitely. There's no easy games now, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I see Mikey repping Nigeria, Um, you know, all, all power to England, but uh, you know it's my team in the pool. I, I gotta support, but no, it, it is it is going to be a interesting matchup for sure. And I think I, that's I will say though, I will yes. say, and this is I think one of the more interesting points: the way that the bracket has kind of yeah. worked out, they're not going to have to face a heavy hitter necessarily mm-hmm. until later in the tournament, and that then raises the questions of, you know, sometimes teams come in, and you saw how England looked against Haiti, and in some of those earlier games, whereby things aren't always quite there, but when you play, sometimes some of the I, I wouldn't say weak, weak teams because we've seen a lot of these squads still now who've, who've pulled off upsets and pulled yeah, off some really big results true. going forward. But it masks things sometimes. There are little things that don't go right. And then you come up, say, in a semifinal against a France or someone like that, and they're going to exploit those. And you haven't had the time necessarily to identify mm-hmm. and work on the little yeah. things that may or may not be going right. No, and I, well, and, and that's even an interesting point, right? Because we were even talking, right, that before, um, like an hour or so before we started here today, that this world cup and really any of these knockout tournaments but you always look at some of the really heavy hitters going in you're thinking okay well you're paying this team to go far this team to go far this team to go far and we've seen a lot of not only we would say upsets but a lot of the powers that you see within this tournament are either you know kind of limping into these uh knockout stages or they're just flat out not there a lot of surprises coming through and i think that's something that you know we can say hey certain teams are going to be favorites but it really does matter how it plays out on the pitch definitely like knockout stages anything can happen you can't really predict anything at that point yeah no it's i mean i I can imagine it's probably got to be like a a different mentality in the way of like you're looking to you know win as many matches as you can but it's kind of like a new uh it's a new stage like literally and figuratively of like you you know you're you're literally just like how can we find a way to to make it happen definitely one game at a time yeah, yeah. She, she likes the cliches. I like the, the cliches. cliches. I yeah. love, I love yeah. a good cliche. No, that's <laughs> no, but but on the real, that's it's it's honestly true how you have to approach it. But uh, glad we got England out of the way, and I was I was hoping we could just you know maybe skip past this one. But I guess we got to talk about the Dutch. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they did a pretty pretty good uh, you know 
first couple games, right? Um, Jewel Road with the um, top score with three goals. Their round of 16 opponent is South Africa. The 1-0 no win over Portugal. Uh, we're just not going to even talk about that uh, second match. You know what? Uh, some might say the Netherlands, uh, you know, played pretty Max, well. Max, you're saying that we're not going to talk about it. I remember you because we had a post-game show that <clears throat> night. We Rising did. played up in Sacramento. Yeah. And you were there celebrating. It was you, it was Emma, one of our producers mm-hmm. here. They were practically celebrating. And I'm just like, are you celebrating the fact that you have drawn one, lost one against the Dutch in the last 12 months in World Cup? I was celebrating that we scored a goal because I didn't think we were going to. I think, <laughs> I think, I think that was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. No, I, I'm, I, was, I was celebrating the fact that the way that match was going, I was thinking there's a very good chance we are out of the World Cup unless we do something very, very good against Portugal. And I'm like, this is a game we're watching the entire time. I'm like... I don't think we're going to get a result in this one. So, um, no, I mean, it's it's not only it's a quality opponent and, you know, other, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, look how poorly the U.S. played. But I don't think it's a U.S. dominant narrative in that game. I think the Dutch came out to play in that one. And, I mean, you've seen why they're uh, they're like a, a superpower, especially in Europe and really on the world stage as well. Definitely. It was a very entertaining game to watch. Very highly anticipated. It's, <laughs> it's the repeat final of, yeah. of four years ago. So it, there was a lot riding on that game. And I think the Dutch really came out to yeah, show the world what they got. And I think they definitely did a really good job at that. Um, also in the third game, like beating um, Vietnam with that amount of goals is yeah. sending a message um, to the upcoming opponents. So I'm really excited to see where they can go. Yeah, no, I was absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm curious, right? Where have you seen, um, in when your your time watching the Dutch and everything like that? Where have you seen like the evolution their game? Because it's it's been clear that they have been very much on the rise. You've seen it within past tournaments. The results keep following. But I feel this year in watching them, it's like this is like a whole nother edge. Yeah, it's it's a very young team uh, compared to when we won the Euros, when we um, went to the final of the World Cup. Um, we've had to like cycle through a lot of uh, new players, um, but um, you can see the youngins stepping up. Uh, like Esme Brucht, she mm-hmm. uh, scored two bangers against Vietnam, like really showing off what she got. And um, it's been really cool to see that mm-hmm. these these girls are getting a chance um, in in our squad, um, as well as like just some returning talent like Lika Martens, Van der Donk, Joe Roort, like carrying the team with their experience that mm-hmm. they've had. Lika Martin's now scoring in three World Cups um, these past three, so that's really awesome. I think it's one of those things as well. You know, we you, you mentioned with the, the big win in, the, in that final game. I think we've seen a lot of the teams that realistically should be contending in this mm-hmm. World Cup. Now, they all did that, right? They may have had the slow starts, but by the final game, no matter who you're talking about, you're talking about Australia, you're talking about England... Uh, and then obviously you've got the Dutch, you've got Japan. All of these teams came out and did that and made those really big statement wins in their final game of the competition. I think that, you know, fr- from the Dutch perspective, they obviously didn't know that the US were not going to win that game in against Portugal. Um, it's That's got to be a, a tough one going in because they're behind on goal difference. You know that if the US put up two or three, you've got to put that kind yep. of 7 nil score line mm-hmm. up there. Um, and you're against the Vietnam team that don't really have much to play for, and you don't know then which way that's going to go. Sure. Are they going to be out there to prove something by just clawing out any result that they can find, or or do the heads just drop, especially, I suppose, when they go three or four down? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, the Dutch came out, they had a mission, they had to, they knew, like, goal difference was going to be the decider mm-hmm. of, the, of the group winner, because... Um, 
they they didn't know the U.S. results. It was at the same time, so they knew we got to give it your all because we want that top of the group and get the best placement in the in the knockout stages. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. It's uh, it definitely has to shift things up, and I don't know, like it's one of those things where sometimes these things it doesn't just come down to wins. It's like by how much, and that's just a whole mentality in itself. But um, yeah, group shaked out pretty well for. For the Dutch there, and I mean, they didn't need that seven in the end, did they? They no, only needed one, no. didn't they? No, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess yeah. uh, you know uh, a certain team's last match against Portugal in the group stage <laughs> almost went differently in a bad way. I guess that's a, a nice segue into the U.S. Um, yeah, U.S. It's uh, well, it's been something for them. I'll, I'll say that it's um, two players tied for the top score. They're Round of 16 opponent is Sweden, a all too familiar opponent, right? We have the 3 0 victory over Vietnam to open things. Um, and even then, definitely some worrying signs of hey, it uh, kind of seems like there's maybe a bit stalling the breakthrough. I know a lot of US fans in the chat are um, Vlatko out, as some say, but you know, it's uh, definitely a device performance. And then you have that second match against the Dutch, where I mean, yeah, we kind of just went at length and saying, tough it was a tough tough one one draw that i'm really surprised it was even a draw at that point um and then you have that last match against portugal where literally a post and it's a very different conversation and one of us uh, one of one of the four of us maybe isn't wearing this uh, u.s women's national team kits but um no i think it's interesting from your all y'all's perspective and i know we get it a lot here in the u.s right of like listen it's the old narrative i know you you have a rant about this i get it it's coming i'm seeing you up but 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 I know that the narrative in the U.S. has often been like, oh, U.S. women's national team, it's the global superpower. Now everyone's saying the gap is closing, the gap is closing. It seems like even before the tournament started, I think a lot of people saw that the gap isn't closing. It's already been closed and that there's a lot of other teams who have been building for this for years and years and years. And you're now seeing on a full display. I mean, I guess what does that narrative that's often the case over here how does that resonate, I guess, um, you know, whether in England, in the Netherlands, uh, to y'all? Um, <laughs> I would say, like, with the Women's Super League and the MWSL, there's always been a big comparison there. Mm -hmm. But now it's sort of like they're on a level, level playing field. Mm -hmm. So the gap is definitely gone yeah. by, by oh, far yeah. as I'm concerned. Oh, it's, yeah. it's over. Oh, it's yeah. over for US. But... Um, <laughs> I mean, they're still such a good side. You know, they have great athleticism, which is probably a little bit of a difference back from where we're from in Europe. Sure. Maybe it's more technical and athleticism is more of a thing here. But, um, I mean, the U.S. is still a really good side at the end of the day. Sure. I mean, they're looking a little bit younger, but they've still got some superstars. Yeah. I think also, like, a big difference is, like, the U.S. lost matches before this tournament. Oh, like yeah. they haven't been winning on their continuing winning streak um, that they've been on for a long, long time. Um, but there's some good competition now, which makes it all the more interesting. Also, with the big upsets happening all over the tournament, it's been very, very cool to see that women's soccer is growing this mm -hmm. much. Absolutely, no, and I, and I think I think the rising tide lifts all ships. I mean, I think the fact that where you've seen the investment in the game, both, you know, domestically in the NWSL within other programs around the world are, are continuing to see that, listen, we'll call it what it is. People are putting, you know, there's, there's definitely a level to go very much so, but it seems that a lot of places are starting to put the money and investment financially into the women's game. And you have seen that a lot where these programs are very much continuing to be built from the ground up. 
definitely. You see a lot more youth teams nowadays mm -hmm. also for women, whereas we didn't have that chance when I was growing up. The, the earliest team I was able to join a professional club was the U14s, oh, wow. which was is very late when you yeah. compare it to the men's game. Um, so it's it's awesome to see that more investment is going into like youth development in the women's game, and that's only going to rise the game um, from here on out. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think probably when we first started playing, it was sort of a thing of could you make a career out of it? Could you yeah. not? Like only maybe if you're the, the top, top, the top elite, mm -hmm. you could. Whereas now like girls are starting to play and thinking this is actually realistic, which yeah. is a really nice thing that we've seen develop. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, one hundred percent, dude. I'm I'm looking at you. I was waiting for you to cue me up. Yeah, no, I don't think I need to cue you up, man. I think you're just. I know you're just going to launch into it. Actually, kind of led into it quite well with the comments that you made about how, you know, you've got the athleticism. That's been the approach in the U.S. for so long, and in many ways, it's an approach that goes it transcends all levels. It's not just on the women's side; it's on the men's side as well. You see it so often, whereby the the dominant domestic kind of route of player development is bigger, faster, stronger, and often quite direct, quite transitional, quite counter-attacking play. And for so many players here, if they're American-born, play in the American system their whole lives, you look at this U.S. women's team at the moment, and that's, barring one player, all of them are currently domestically based. Most of them have not spent any considerable time out of the country. You don't have that barometer, really, to put measure them up against players from other parts of the mm. world mm -hmm. and as you're looking into those things i think a lot of people really like to kind of point at vlatko and say he's the problem and i think that's just i mean it's not that he's great in by any stretch of the imagination mm -hmm. but the idea of moving with another direction unless you're going to uh, actually kind of direct some attention at the root causes mm -hmm. of some of the decline here all you're doing at that point is manage decline you're not actually addressing the fact that, look, when you look at that Portugal game, what ideas did the U.S. have? Okay? They were just lumping it forward out to the left, hoping that something was going to happen. And look, could they have maybe done that better? Yeah, of course they could have. But you look at the way that Portugal just utterly slicing them apart in the middle of the park. And I don't yeah. feel like you see that. I don't feel like no. you see that. You see a much more direct kind of approach from the U.S. And that's something that is pretty much ubiquitous throughout a really disjointed player development system here, whereby you have the youth game is a mess. I mean, I could I could do a whole half-hour rant on the youth game and the current state of it. Then you have the college game, which is kind of separate, but also part of this pathway. Mm. And that can add to issues on and off as well. And then you have the professional game, which... On the women's side, the NWSL is really reliant on that pathway coming through the college game in a way that maybe at least MLS doesn't have that issue. Um, they don't focus so much on the colleges anymore. And I'm, I'm just intrigued. I'm intrigued. And of course, the women's landscape is going to change so much here in the US where you've got the introduction of the US All Super League that's coming. And it also opens up then the idea for a potential pathway that mm -hmm. maybe goes through college, maybe doesn't go through college because you've got the USL Academy, USLW League. USL Super League kind mm -hmm. of pathway that you could theoretically just go up through with a club since yeah. the age of maybe about 14 and end up being a professional. But I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by this. I think it takes a lot more focus than necessarily US soccer is currently paying. Um, there's a lot of things that they have to address here from the bottom up to make sure that they're keeping up the pace with a lot of other countries that are now they're finally putting the money where the mouth is a little bit more at least um and starting to take over some of those resources that they've been applying to the men's game for so so long um and all the lessons they've learned from that 
I, I think the US has really got to pay attention, otherwise they are going to fall behind. Yeah, definitely. Like development wise, like it's growing so much in Europe and like in the US, you can't keep relying on the college game. Like it needs to start earlier than that mm-hmm. uh, development wise. Um, if you if you want to create like the elite, elite players um, over time. And also one thing that I've really noticed, like I started playing when I was like five years old yeah. and there's so many other sports that are big in in the u.s where a lot of players that i've met here are like oh i did this sport i did this sport i did this sport like they Mm -hmm. like do three sports all through high school and then like specialize in soccer after that so that's also another big difference i've noticed Mm. um in in the in the yeah soccer world here yeah i agree definitely i think also the beauty with back in europe is we have the men's teams that are pumping a lot more money Mm -hmm. into the women's teams now whereas here are the MLS teams given any money at all? It's separate. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. whereas we have Man United back, like that started maybe three or four years ago now, yeah. and they literally put a women's team straight into the championship, won the championship, promoted to WSL. Now they're like top of there. So it just shows how quickly a team can grow. Mm-hmm. Back in Europe, it also intrigues me that when actually looking towards the future, because obviously. Probably not a question for you too, given that you're not American and it's yeah. something that more needs to be asked to Americans there is when you're, you're looking at, okay, you're good enough to go professional now. What's the attraction anymore? Is it NWSL with clubs that have maybe existed, some of them for a handful of years? Or is it your Man United, your Barcelona now that mm-hmm. are pumping more money into mm-hmm. the women's game? Are you going to want to go abroad more? Is that something that we'll see? We'll have to wait really with that yeah. and see how that goes. Yeah, no, I, I think I think y'all... Appreciate everyone's perspective, um, right? As a as a U.S. fan, it, it definitely <laughs> seems right. It, it's definitely the program at large is kind of like at a, I mean, like crossroads is the right word, but it's like you. This isn't something that happened overnight. I think it is very much the case of kind of what everyone's saying, right? Whether it is there are a lot of Americans who there's multiple choices for them. Whether it's other programs internationally where you know you see the men's side of things are are distributing the money because that's where you see the investment going. You see the future. It's not just, you know, a, a separate discussion of men's and women's. It's the fact that there's viable commercial investment to be had within these women's teams. And I think you're really just starting to see that more and more happening abroad where a lot of the times, right, you kind of pair that with, to your point, a lot of how, you know, the U.S. system is very much, you know, reliant on, you know, athleticism, and everything like that. Whereas other countries, it's in their DNA of like, this is how we, you know, played within the, whether it's different passing or different combinations, stuff like that, like that's inbred within the, um, like, country's culture of like soccer, whereas like U.S., their identity is very much athletic based, which... Good and bad to it, but it's it has its limitations for sure. Yeah. Well, something to me that doesn't have their limitations. It's our friends at OG's Brands. Oh, OG. Is that really the transition? Yeah, of course it's the transition. Really? Really? <laughs> oh, of course. No, our friend, our friends at OG's Brands, uh, they are always changing the game with, for those of you who do partake, the best um, scratch-made gummies in Arizona, the best stuff. They got the Indicas, the Tevas, the creams, the fruits, all of that good jazz. Very tasty. As always, the, you know, uh, they got the pink lemonade for those who like the summer edition. Everything like that. It's a fun time. Um, if you guys want to get your hands on OG's brands, you can check them out on Instagram at OG's. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands. And then you can also check them out online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly selling else you have to be to enjoy 21 years or older. 
friends at Four Peaks, shout out Four Peaks, always got the great beers on tap, whether it is the Kilt Lifter, the Wow, the Hazy IPA, Raj IPA, all the different things. They have the tee shot for those of you who are golf enthusiasts. They got everything at their A Street pub. You guys know where to find them, right? You can check them out on Instagram at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to, uh, to uh, keep up with all the local events they have going on. We're always well-stocked here at PHNX. We appreciate our friends at Four Peaks for making that happen. And again, must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Plus, we had that watch party at Four Peaks at the, uh, we did. the start of the Women's World Cup. We did. Maybe seeing your betting patterns for that game, we should have known that Yeah, it was going to be a bad losing summer for you. <laughs> all right that's, all right all right moving on to uh the rest of the tournament because i don't really know how to come back from that one um <laughs> right the, you know we, we folk we folk all right yeah let the laughter subside all right all right no but we uh you know we talked about right these three teams england the dutch u.s who in all their different respective ways very much are some of the favorites still left in here we have a couple others that whether some might think of surprises for the knockouts, whether some are rising superpowers in the women's game. There's a lot of interesting stories for these knockouts. One that I don't think we may not have anticipated when we, we had the show. Mm, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams, big teams that have just not made it through. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, you can really just reel them off. You've got Canada, yep. you've got Germany, yep. you've got Brazil, yep. all of those teams not making it out. And then you've got teams that in some ways, maybe you look at them and think, okay, I didn't anticipate this. Some of them like Jamaica. I mean, maybe we should have expected more. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, been a, it's been a really interesting one just for completely surprising as it feels every turn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Like who has been the surprise of the tournament for you so far? I think Jamaica. Yeah. 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 Jamaica's been performing really well. Yeah. yeah. Let's actually have a look at the Jamaica, yeah. uh, Jamaica, how they've done so far. And you see they're the top scorer with one goal. That's because they've scored one goal all tournament, um, yeah. which normally what you wouldn't say is a good thing. But they've somehow kept three clean sheets in all of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. when been... you keep a clean sheet against France and Brazil. Yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a different type of thing, these knockout tournaments, right? I mean, I'm not a... You know, listen, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a mathematician, but I, I believe if you, if the team doesn't score against you, I don't think you're going to lose that match. Yeah, so it's, uh, things, yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a pretty good recipe for success there. No, but it's, uh, I think, right, especially knowing um, the story, the story with Jamaica and everything like that, right, with the um, the fact that they were backed by the GoFundMe and everything like that, like that's, I, I don't even know how you how you write a, a type of script or anything like that, but that's that's incredible. Honestly, it really is. Yeah. It's a, it's gonna be a tough opponent against Colombia, but I mean, yeah, you're facing again France and Brazil. By no means slouches uh, in their own right, and the fact that you're advancing out of that group, it's impressive. Yeah, Very. and yet it Jamaica is. are probably also the team that go back on a lot of what we've been saying, which is about the fact they're seeing the investment in the women's game. Mm -hmm. You see Jamaica and how their federation is run. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, I've, I've heard enough, as you'd expect with the number of Jamaicans we've had go through rising about how. They're pretty terrible with their men's side, but with the women's side, wow, they really take that to a whole nother level yeah. in terms of just not putting the money in. And yet, despite that, they're still getting these results on the field. Yeah. Yeah. No, one numbers. I mean, I, I think you've even seen in, in other countries, right, whether it's um, like Canada, where on both sides, men's and women's, they've had their disputes with the, within the Federation that it's you know, oftentimes, and it's kind of sad that when it comes to these knockout tournaments that the timing of how all this can transpire, I mean, it's honestly brutal for a program. But again, I think that just further shows the fact that they're making it on through. It's, again, impressive. 
Very impressive. Um, I'm going to say other who, anyone else, Owen, that you, you know, really stands out to you within this tournament really stands out so far. I think that Australia having managed to get to the point that they're at now, having had that result against Canada and doing it all without Sam Kerr is yeah. that's the impressive thing. Now they have that surprise against Nigeria, losing that game right there in the middle. And to come back from that, having yeah. lost a, a game that you look at and think, okay, does that really leave you in the lurch? And then come out and destroy Canada, yeah. quite frankly, in the way that they did. Um, I remember actually that Canada-Australia game. I was getting to, it was a classic, lovely little half five in the morning trip to an airport. I get yeah. there, it's on the TV, and I look at it and go, what? Like, <laughs> what am I looking at there for? And there was a goal disallowed in there as well, wasn't there? I'm sure Australia had another goal disallowed as well. Sounds right. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's, it's a wild scoreline. Yeah, I mean, uh, Australia, I mean, what do you think about Australia in this? Well, they've had to face the adversity of missing Sam Kerr throughout. Like, that's mm -hmm. their leader. That's their top goal scorer. Mm -hmm. Like, getting back from that, other people have to step up. And they they did that, especially against Canada. Like, other people stepped up and got the goals and, and a very impressive win against Canada. Mm -hmm. I think it's a bit of host nation superpower. Definitely. But... Yeah, I think probably when everyone heard that Sam Kerr was out, people sort of asked questions of them and they've really showed up. So good for them. 100%. Yeah, I think it's, to me, is that that combination of they've clearly got the confidence now. Now the star is coming back by the looks and they're playing the tournament at home. All of those things to me add up to make this team a, a real dark horse. Yeah, the stars are aligning. They mm -hmm. really are. And having that home crowd advantage definitely is going to help them in the knockout stages. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's... um. Pretty good, pretty, pretty good place to be for them, especially right home field advantage. And I mean, even just seeing the scenes after that first match, like, oh man, like how can how can I mean, both for Australia and New Zealand, I got you know how can you not get um, goosebumps bumps for that? I mean, honestly, on the New Zealand side, and I know right that they are not, um, you know, different story for them and how they fared in this tournament, but it's got to be pretty cool knowing that one of your teammates represent you know was represented on that squad and everything like that, like. You know, talked. Have you heard from Gabby and like her like reaction and everything for being a part of this tournament? Oh yeah, she's worked so hard all yeah. summer, and New Zealand put that put out their squad pretty late, so it was very tense yeah. time for all of us. We were all on the edge of our seats, seeing if she would make the squad, and we're all so proud of her for for being that impact um, for New Zealand. And she got some minutes in there, and she was able to represent her home country in front of her family and friends at a world cup which is just amazing we're un unbelievably proud of her Man, yeah. that's so i mean again talk about scenes that's that's got to be so cool like you're watching on like oh my gosh like this just happened and everything like that and like plays are going nuts yeah. yeah yeah we did a few watch parties yeah. With the girls and, yeah it was good fun but she did brilliantly bless her like she's yeah. been superb oh my gosh she was on the the pitch wasn't she as well for the final whistle yep. when they won their mm -hmm. first ever yeah. world cup oh. yeah was, oh yeah. my gosh that's like that's like that's like a goosebump moment like you're literally like you're a part of that that's that's freaking awesome that's man that is that is so cool and um i mean i know we keep on talking about teams that you know we think are really gonna make a wave in these knockouts going back to it there is one that i know people you know they might have written us off especially mikey my wrist you, you, you're about to go with the direction i know you're about to go in aren't you? Well, what do you mean 
What do you I mean? Know exactly who you're about no, to say? No, no. You're you're talking about the the you know Nigeria. Nigeria, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, 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 no Nigeria. I, mean, I, I personally <laughs> would have no issue with Nigeria going deep in this. I'll, I'll put that out there. Oh, okay. I don't think that's yeah. a surprise to anybody. <laughs> if I'm gonna make a comment. Okay. Like that. Well, listen. One of the four of us on here may disagree with that, but no, uh, not Nigeria. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a good run for them. You know, drawing Canada uh, by no means bad result. Winning against Australia by no means a bad result. Uh, it's definitely a, a type of style where make it work again. Three scores tied with one, but like I know we talked about a bit, um, Lucy, with the preview a bit. It's going to be an interesting opponent for them for oh, England. Definitely, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough game to be honest. Um, I think they have strengths that maybe England don't have as much, so it's going to be interesting to see in that game who comes out on top mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's intriguing to me though is you look back at their first game against canada and you've obviously got the missed penalty in there and you think just how different could this have turned out mm. if canada had scored gone on to win that game so people seem to be getting quite excited by the D-Bags game <laughs> don't mind us just think about rooms. how that that was derek clearly reacting to me definitely with this of course what, yeah what would have happened if that penalty was converted but I mean, it's one of those ones you think then, how how does that just change the game? Because mm -hmm. the Canada still go on to collapse in the way they did at the end of the group. Um, I, who, who really knows? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's all about your momentum in the game. And like that and that penalty, that missed penalty can like switch the whole momentum of the game. And mm. if you don't push through, it might fall on the other side or it doesn't fall. And it, that's, it could be pretty demoralizing just missing out on that win in your first game and yeah. got to go on and and you have two more games after that and yeah it's hard to flip the switch sometimes i mean I, th that. I think that's like the, that's always what i find the interesting thing about these um knockout style tournaments like it's not just a uh, a regular course of the season where it's like okay cool you maybe you drop the match no one wants to drop points or anything like that but you know there's other ones to go on it's through a longer run you possibly drop a match at uh you know one of these knockout tournaments that could you know depending on how other results be that could potentially be like you're you're out you know it's kind of it's kind of crazy how it all stacks up yeah. yeah and it can be one moment in a game yeah. like soccer is a game of moments and mm. you can't slack at any time could be a brilliant moment at the top or a not so brilliant moment in defense and mm. that could change it all mm. i let soccer is a game of moments that's like that's like t-shirt where there's something like <laughs> i love that that's that's great Get that in writing yeah no uh, it's your, yeah. your idea i'm not i'm not that's, that's all that's all yours no, that's all yours but um no i love that there we did have one other team right we did there have one, one other team one, we we're gonna mention yeah there. yeah let's uh let's queue up japan mm. japan yeah that's been i mean listen it's if you if you look at nothing else right other than the the score lines there you'll know it's um dominant and also just like it's a fun team to watch how they play my word it is that last game actually that spain 4-0 win that is the heaviest defeat inflicted on spain for 11 years oh wow this man, so, this man loves a good stats. yeah I yeah. Know that. yeah that's that's how significant that game was when you look at it the problem i think that japan have is that when you actually look at the teams they're coming up against they've got norway initially then they've potentially got the you know, they're gonna have the us or sweden <clears throat> yep in the next round <laughs> if they get past yep. that mm, yeah they're really <laughs> having that grouping of like tough teams early doors and either they're gonna come through and i think if they get through that phase they could well win it all very easily and probably would be at that point probably my favorite to go through and win mm. it all um but at the same time you're facing a lot of teams there that are just going to be unforgiving 
if anything on that day goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Japan's a really good squad. That Spain game was really entertaining. Spain had most of the ball. I think they had yeah, like, what, 80 or yeah. so, so, percent Sounds like a Spain. Yeah, yeah 80 percent <laughs> And then you lose 4-0. Like, their yeah. counter-attacking was insane. The speed and the, like, so clinical at top. Mm. It's a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, they play some beautiful football. Yeah, they play some really beautiful football. Mm. So, for sure. Love that. I mean, it's. I think. I think again. Another thing I really love about these tournaments is, especially like you see all the different styles on play, um, on display, and everything like that. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to predictions? We should. We should. And and Jacob, if you don't mind, actually pulling up the bracket um, while we're going, just to give everyone a look um, on that. Curious to your predictions, and as well as right. I, I get it. Probably my some of us might be biased on. Uh, you know, uh, team still in it, right? England. Dutch, wet. Oh, sorry, no whales. Right, and Max. yeah, and uh, U.S. I, I get. I would love to see if you know naming who we like as a favorite, even if it's your, even if it's your own country, and then maybe an alternative. That's mm -hmm. if it's not your own country. Lucy, we can uh, start with you. Yeah. So obviously, I'm gonna go for England. Okay. It's my favorite. There we go. Number yep. one. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now, like with the way that Japan have been playing, I think they're my alternate. Alternate. Yeah. Mm stole my answer yeah um uh yeah i gotta go root for the netherlands they, they have a tough tough route coming up with possibly switzerland or um spain mm -hmm. switzerland have been performing pretty well as well and um with the euros coming up um in hosted in uh switzerland mm -hmm. um in a couple of years that they are investing a lot of money as well in mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. game so it's a tough tough bracket but i'm gonna go for the netherlands and i would I would say Japan as well. They're mm -hmm. they're very solid right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Owen. I think I'd go for a Japan Australia final, and I'd Ooh. probably take Japan. Actually. That'd be a good final, Ooh. honestly. Man, that'd be exciting. Be very exciting. Um, well, um, I don't know if the US is gonna make it. Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I. Uh, Gosh, uh, yeah, you know what? Sure, I'll put some hope, put some hope in the U.S. to turn something around and get it going. Um, I say that super confidently, right? Um, no, but if if not the U.S., of course it can be Nigeria, right? I mean, no, sorry, sorry, oh, it's Lucy. Okay, it's okay. Um, we'll see. No, no, but I, I would say I, I do like Japan, and that wasn't my pick. I'm gonna be try to be a little different. I like Australia, riding the momentum, going the whole way. See, when you were originally going for the U.S. kind of route, I was gonna say it's like it all just kind of builds up. I've been making this comparison now for a few days when you put all the discourse from like before the tournament, all those ads that came out and then you see what they look like on the field. It's like, wow, America, the American women's team have turned into like the England men's team. Yeah. That's how it feels like. It's like all the cockiness possible <laughs> yeah. before and oh, then they right. show up. It's like, well, you beat Vietnam, I guess. Yeah, like, how well the mighty fall. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what was the, the, the Nike one was the slogan again? It was uh, uh, the nice to beat you one. Nice to beat. And it's like, yeah, Vietnam. And was that's, it, that's who you beat. Well, was, so it, was it not, uh, wasn't it featuring uh, the, the Dutch in that in that commercial? As the, the I think I, it was a generic alternative I'm, team. It wasn't uh, that clear. I don't know, but either way, I'm just like, I, I swore I thought it was or like I think it was it that the team whether it was generic or not they highlight them as in orange I know I know that that was the unis and I'm like really like we're really gonna do this right before we play them in the group <laughs> stage that's a that's that was a fun one not um yeah but okay glad we got our predictions in um chat please chime in as well Casey Mikey Australia in the final come on now he doesn't like that one uh, yeah that's okay you don't have I to like just, it I still you don't just have to like think it. though when you look over on that side of the bracket there are less of the heavyweights over there yeah necessarily than on the other side yeah i mean it's i mean right in within a, a round or two we're gonna see a lot of the uh, 
heavyweights beating each other. I've seen Mike in the chat. Who'd, who'd Wales beat? Yeah, it's yeah a we've tough got one. the. We took Switzerland to 122 minutes before they took the lead trophy, which doesn't really count. But hey, it's that's like enough. me saying uh, Tottenham Hotspur are the uh, you know uh, uh, Champions League finalists. So oh yeah, you keep claiming that. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's it's true. We we have it. But anyway, uh, that's not the time for that. Uh, we do want to make sure we shout out our friends over at. Valley Tap Room, always a good time. We did have a watch party um, over there. Um, definitely a little bit of a downer. Well, hey, that was the one where U.S. drew no one, so that's a tough one. But also then, then uh, Rising shipped four goals in the first half against Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. That was, so that was a rough, day. really dull. I mean, the fact that we're celebrating the draw just goes to show that it was a tough <laughs> uh, pair of matches. But we do want to shout out our friends at Valley Tap Room because they made it a much more enjoyable experience. If you guys want to check out Valley Tap Room for yourself. Head over, uh, check them out on Instagram, first off, at Valley Tap Room, and then check them out in person off the 202 in Gilbert. They always got the trivia. Um, they got, they, they got like karaoke. They've had um, different competitions, all kinds of fun stuff. Again, shout out Donald. Uh, I hear if you go there and you tell them, you mentioned Owen's name. Then he'll put the beer on Max. No, 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 no. It's on Max your tab. Max is buying beers. No, it's, no, you're buying Max is buying beers. This is tough. This is very tough. Um, somewhere where you can also buy beers is our friends at Circle K. Circle K has everything, right? They have the snacks. They have um, the different like jerky. They have popcorn. They have chips. We have a whole like stack of like foods right over there. It's uh, mm -hmm. very nice, but it's hot out, right? Especially if you're at, uh, you know, soccer practice or training or, you know, in a Sunday league, whatever it is, probably want a polar pop. Nice, refreshing polar pop. Go over to Circle K, text PHNX to 31310. Just do it on your phone. PHNX to 31310 to get a buy one, get one free Polar Pop. Again, PHNX, 31310, buy one, get one free Polar Pop. Get not one, but two. Nice, cold, refreshing. Feel fantastic. Thank you to our friends at Circle K uh, for supporting us. And uh, they're also proud partners of Phoenix Rising. So we love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love that. Um, I know we're kind of getting a little bit towards the end as our sun show is going to start rallying and trying to kick us out, but we're not going to we're not gonna let them. But I know we uh, did want to ask a couple of a um, couple of our diehards. So we have a couple of diehards, right? Pretty cool. Um, everyone here at PHNX, who is a diehard, they're able to, you know, get into our Discord, ask a lot of fun questions. And as I'm fumbling through my phone, we do have a couple of uh, questions that our diehards ask. So we have Albert in our diehard platform set. I like um, for both of you. He wanted to know how you ended up at ASU, and also what you like most about playing as defenders. Mm. Oh. I'll give it a go. Um, yeah. I wasn't originally planning on coming to the U.S. at all, mm. um, coming to play, but um, I, I do value academics a lot. And um, another Dutch girl was at ASU before, um, mm -hmm. Ava van der Sen. I don't know. You guys might know her. Um, but she, I used to play with her back in the Netherlands, and she gave Coach my number, Coach Winkler. And mm. um, he called and was like, come on, visit, visit. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come by and... Uh, and I loved it. First minute I stepped off the, off the plane, looked at the campus, yeah. saw the academic side of it. I was like, wow, this is a really great w place for me to develop yeah. as a as a player and as a person. And, and that's how I ended up here. Um, just took the leap and uh, kind of went yeah. for it. That's awesome. Yeah. So you didn't come in the middle of the summer then? <laughs> Um, no, my visit was in January, which oh, was yeah, yeah. 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 That's what they gave you. They probably were. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. Like, well, yeah. Well. yeah, they, they August knew. August is yeah. different, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they, don't, they don't show you the up part. It's like, ooh, here we go. That's yeah. a yeah. come over from the start of the season, like, this isn't how I remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little harder. <laughs> <It's a little laughs> we yeah. turned the oven on. <laughs> 
Yeah, with me, sort of similar to Liska, um, I wasn't really looking to come to the US. Yeah. But um, Coach Winkworth, he was at the women's under-17s Euros in Bulgaria. And he happened to get my number. Still don't have a clue how. (laughs) But um, nevertheless, no complaints. Um, And I came on a visit and never looked back since sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a great place to be able to develop as a student and an athlete. So, yeah. Awesome. Love that. Uh, shout out to Albert again for the great question. Appreciate the answers, ladies. We do have one from Mikey also in the chat there. He did ask us on Discord, what's the biggest difference between uh, playing for your country and club, if you will, here for ASU? Well, with playing for your country, there's always this type of honor and pride. Like you get to wear that badge, you get to represent your country and mm-hmm. And that's some that's a feeling you like it's indescribable. Um, you get the privilege to be out there on the field, mm-hmm. um, like representing a whole nation. Like mm-hmm. that is just an idea that you can't really put into words. And mm-hmm. of course, like you're very passionate about the club you play for, but that's the place you're born, like your your home. And it's it's just always an honor to wear that orange shirt. Mm-hmm. In my case, definitely, okay. I'd agree. I mean, on our team at ASU, we have so many different cultures and nationalities whereas back home you're all the same culture nationality so it's definitely a bit different but both are brilliant love that love that and then appreciate that we do have one last question from one of our diary Sealy in the chat as well asked us on discard um let's see she want to know um we'd love to know what clubs you grew up supporting what clubs you support now and any of like your favorite players you idolized growing up um so i support lincoln city if i'm i don't know if anyone knows who that who they are but they're in like the third division in england Mm. um and i grew up like in lincoln so it's always Mm. been a family thing um favorite players growing up i always liked robin van persie Mm. dutchy like because he's a lefty as well so he scored goals i couldn't score goals so i would just try and idolize him you know that's yeah. sort of it ended up at left back so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you still score from there i try, yeah, I, try. <laughs> I don't i don't get why you didn't claim that goal again oh, last I'm year honest. you should have claimed it i know but i'm i would never beat around the bush you know i'm too honest <laughs> okay, the, i couldn't be a liar for those who don't know lucy scored the uh, the winner against u of a in the game last year I mean, you're saying it was a cross, but like, yeah. no, no, no. Claim it. It was a shot. It was a shot. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, I um I supported PSV in the um, Dutch First nice. League. Um, all growing up, mm-hmm. went to a couple games. Um, but I played for FC Twente. They're both on the uh, men's and women's side. They're in um, in the first league, and actually played um for them uh for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they, that has a special place in my heart as well. Um, not so much on the men's side, but mostly on the women's mm-hmm. side. Um, so yeah. And players I look up to is big Verge, Virgil van Dijk. Oh, yeah. Um, he's like such a good player, like such a leader on yeah. and off the field. And that's something I really idolize. Like, yes, your performance on the pitch, but also, um, the man that he is off the pitch and the leader that he is to everyone around him. Absolutely, absolutely. Sally likes that PS, PSV, loves that answer, loves that answer. Um, she does know Lincoln as well. There you go. Love that. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's say, oh, and I know we wanted to make sure to give them some time to um, talk about 
the season, um, what we can look forward to, anything like that. Any questions you have? Ah, oof. I feel like we're running out of time, so I've got to keep this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pressure have you two felt, really? Obviously, mm. like, seeing the, t the players that left, and now mm. you're assuming the armband, of course. Yeah, um, big shoes to fill for Alexia. How, how difficult or how much of a step up is that for you? Um, so last year, we, of course, Alexia was our, our captain, but we've always had a leadership group. Um, there's not one person that stands above the rest um, of the pack. We're all leaders in our own way. Um, so, of course, I'm like officially captain now. It's, it's filling big shoes with Alexia leaving, but... Um, I've always felt like I've, I've led in my own way mm -hmm. and I just have to do that a little bit more on the forefront now. Um, and I have Jono as well, um, <laughs> as, as my vice captain. Yeah. Um, and it's just, to, we're doing it together. We're all in it together. And it's not just us that are leaders on the team. We have plenty of players that show up by leading by example, by how hard they work on the field or leading in different ways. Um, and we're all in it together in the end. Yeah, and I think definitely in this preseason, we've seen pretty much everyone stepped up, mm. you know? Yeah. Even the new girls, like, most of them are fairly vocal, you know, which has been really nice to come in. Like, we're all working towards the same thing, you know, no one's shying away, which is superb, definitely. Okay, and then, obviously, you're two weeks away now from the season opener. Yeah. We will need to answer that one question that's mm -hmm. in there in the chat. Where can they watch the team play in person, so. Yeah, so uh, Sun Devil Soccer Stadium in Tempe, that's where we play all of our home games. Our first weekend, uh, we play Wright State and Mississippi State, all both at home. So welcome to come watch and support. It will be amazing. Yeah. Um, we're very excited to get started. We've been working all summer, so we're very excited to get going and finally let loose on someone else instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come and watch, please. Mm -hmm. i love that i love that anything uh, anything to leave the people with any any final final words quotes words of inspiration anything you'd like Oof. go on lisa <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just enjoy the sport like yeah. like i said women's soccer is on the rise and with the world cup going on please watch all the games support the teams that you want and then once the world cup's over come on over to watch asu games and uh, hopefully we'll get into a very successful season Absolutely. All right. I think it's a fantastic place to wrap it up. Appreciate everyone joining us on a little different edition of the PHX Rising podcast, but it's always a fun time. I appreciate our guests joining us. Um, where can they find you guys on uh, any socials you'd like to direct them to? Um, Sun Devil Soccer mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then Twitter is Sun Devil Soccer. Yeah, I think yeah. it's all sure. just Sun Devil yeah. Soccer. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, personal socials as well, if you'd like. Oh, if, if you want. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we hot you up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My Twitter is like, it's, I'm sure it's L underscore J0601. Mm -hmm. And then my Instagram is Lucy J dot underscore zero three, something like that. Yeah. My Instagram is nice and simple. Lisa Carly are my full name. So <laughs> right there. There we go. All right. Well, Appreciate that. They can follow you there. You can follow this guy over here at OJ Evans 18. Follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. Follow the show, of course, at PHX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. A double the pun. That was actually really nice. There you go. Yeah. 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 There Appreciate go. it. It's yeah. like going back to the very early days when we started <laughs> with the double the fun before we started making it sarcastic because they were losing we would never week. we would never yeah. do something like that no but uh again appreciate everyone joining us uh catch the pod we'll be back after saturday's match um 
hopefully in good spirits. But uh, we'll check it out and again. before the match as well, of course. Well, yes, of course. Of course, on, pre- on, the, of course on the pregame show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yes, again, appreciate everyone joining us uh, in the day for this. Always a fun one. Uh, follow the rest of the Women's World Cup. Of course, we'll be doing the updates. Everyone who's in the pool, you're still have stake in it. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, Max will buy you beers. We're getting out of here. Uh, it's the beautiful game, but you know, it's even more beautiful. When you guys join us for a nice show like this, appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Saturday.